everyone, and welcome to Lenny's Crazy Podcast. This is podcast number 93, and I've been uh, attempting to put together a podcast, and what happened was I uh, was using my main box, which is this box that I'm doing the podcast on right now, and it's my open box uh, that I did the podcast on last episode, which was 92, and one day when I was uh, hooked my phone up to uh, pull some pictures off my phone, and I opened up Nautilus, it all of a sudden just died, and I wasn't really sure what was wrong. I went on uh, IRC with uh, this other box that I've been building with Gnome 3, and I asked uh, Nettie Seagoon, which is Roy, and uh, he's pretty knowledgeable in hardware, and he actually kind of walked me through and figured out it was a power supply. So luckily, I put another power supply in all as well. And initially, I wasn't sure exactly what was wrong. So what I did was uh, most uh, places suggest that you uh, just keep keep taking stuff off. So I, you know, took off the any of the cards that was on there. I took, uh, you know, pretty much everything off and had it bare bones, and it still wouldn't fire up. At the beginning, what it would do was it would uh, just keep rebooting. And then after that, it uh, wouldn't even boot at all. It would act like it wanted to start, but everything was going real slow. So um, Roy kind of walked me through it and come to find out it was the power supply. That's why the fans and everything were turning kind of slow because the power supply was all messed up. So I got me another power supply and I'm back in business. And what I've been working on lately is uh, playing around with GNOME 3. Longtime GNOME user. And uh, I'm forced to kind of just keep going with this GNOME because I like a lot of the applications. I like uh, Nautilus and, uh, you know, uh, Gedit and uh, a whole bunch of GTK applications is the ones that I use. So I'll have to keep uh, plugging forward. So when GNOME 3 first came out and I had it installed, I installed it um and I had a hard time getting it installed, and it really wouldn't work with uh, most of my video cards are Nevada. And it didn't want to work with the uh, proprietary driver, and it didn't want to work very well at all with the new Voodoo driver. So what it was real laggy, and uh, it just kind of got me frustrated, and I didn't even hardly fool with it. I, um, I tried it on a couple live uh, DVDs. I think I even had the tried the Fedora mo model and I tried the SUS model and they were kind of about the same way. Then I tried the Gentoo live DVD, the one that like Whoa put together. And uh, the GNOME 3 on there, it worked pretty good off the live DVD, but I had the live DVD running off the USB stick, so it was faster than running off a regular DVD. So it actually worked okay, so I thought, well, maybe there's, you know, maybe there's some kind of future in this. So uh, this time around, uh, it's actually uh, GNOME uh, 3.2, and it's actually working very well with the Nevada proprietary driver. Now, I'll, uh, I've got a whole, went through and I found a whole bunch of different links and everything, and what I'll kind of do is I'll kind of jump around a little bit in the podcast and I'm just going to kind of go through the links and kind of explain what I've kind of found out about it. And I'll post all the links up on LinuxCrazy.com. 
and somebody that's kind of interested in uh, fooling around with GNOME 3 and Gen 2, at least it'll give you a little bit of an idea. Uh, it's pretty easy to install. You install it from the GNOME overlay, and I installed it on two machines. Both of them have 3. GNOME, uh, GNOME 3.2. The first machine I installed on was a fresh install. I had a box here that used to be my asterisk server, and it wasn't doing too much. So I went on eBay. I got me a, a cheap um, AMD Times 2 processor. It's 2.7 gigahertz. I updated the RAM. I got 4 gigabytes of RAM. It's got a halfway decent Nevada card in it. So I went ahead and installed the uh, GNOME 3 in that box from scratch. And basically what I do is I do the minimal install. And there, then from there, I go ahead and update to, uh, I go from a stable install to an Arch install in Gen 2. That's what we call it. And it's, uh, you could say unstable, whatever. Uh, but in Gen 2, we got stable, and then we use we say Arch. So you can't hardly say unstable because a lot of times the Arch install is, is pretty darn stable. So I found them to be pretty stable. It's just you need to be a pretty... Uh, knowledgeable Gen 2 user, I would say, because you have to investigate some blockage and and stuff like that that you run into. With this, uh, these GNOME 3.2 installs, you run into, or I ran into a lot of different blockers and stuff that you have to kind of be um, knowledgeable about Gen 2 a little bit to figure out. Now, there's a lot of help. You can go on the forum or IRC, but there's actually not a whole lot of information yet on this GNOME 3.2 install. I was, myself, was thinking about putting together a blog post or something about it, but uh, it's almost like trying to hit a missing, uh, a moving target because it's changing so fast. Now, we're up to 3.2 now, so maybe the, in the install will be, you know, about the same for a while, but maybe not again because a lot of the uh, packages are going from the uh, overlay they're moving over into the regular gen 2 tree so you know things still are kind of changing a little bit we got a new uh, uh there's a new developer that has joined that is actually pretty much spearheading this uh, gnome 3.2 for gen 2 And his nickname is Tetromino, and his name is Alexandri. And it's here on the uh, Gen 2 developer list. It actually says he's from uh, Silver Springs, Maryland. But I'm not exactly where he's, sure where he's from originally. I imagine somewhere in Europe, but um, i uh, sorry, I don't know. But anyhow, he is spearheading the GNOME uh, 3.2. He's basically taking care of the overlay. And he has some other uh, gnome people that are helping him. Uh, one of the guys that uh, that used to be really involved in the gnome 3.2 porting was was a Nurbeek. That's a Nurbeek Cohen. And um, but I think he's been pretty busy right now. He's in fact he's got his away. He's got an away thing here. It's, uh, he just he just uh, work has got him really busy right now. Tetronino. Let me pronounce that right. My pronunciation is absolutely the worst. If I don't know you and I don't actually talk to you every day, my pronunciation is awful. Yeah, Tetromino. Yep. Alexander, Alexandri 
Rostov's, uh, so he's the one spearheading the GNOME uh, 3.2. Basically what it is is they stick it on this GNOME overlay, and that's the bleeding edge stuff, and a lot of it is actually right straight from Git. They test it there for a while from the overlay. Once they get it pretty much to where it's working enough, then they'll go ahead and move it over to Arch, which is the testing branch or unstable branch of uh, Gen 2. And they'll go ahead and, and merge that into the official Gen 2 tree. So right now it's actually working really good. I mean, uh, I got, uh, like I said, on that first box was a fresh install of uh, GNOME 3.2. Basically what I do is I do a, uh, I do a minimal uh, AMD 64 install. And then now we got to get to Arch. Now, you can actually install uh, GNOME 3.2 on a stable system. It'll actually run on a stable system. But for me, I found it's easier to go ahead and update everything to Arch. And then you're going to have to unmask some packages anyhow. Now, I'll put a link on here to um, on LinuxCrazy.com to my uh, etc. portage package keywords and my etc. portage package unmasked. It's basically the two files you're going to need to have uh, in order to install some of the packages for uh, GNOME 3. Also you're going to need etc. portage uh, package use so because there's some specialized use flags you're going to have to uh, go ahead and customize. So uh, I'll go ahead and upload those up uh, and I'll uh, provide a link to them from linuxcrazy.com. Um, so uh, I go ahead and install it, go ahead and get a full Arch install from the get-go. So but I'll just have a basic uh, Arch install. And what that entails is go ahead and, uh, and edit your uh, etc. make config. And go ahead and uh, what I'll do is I'll go ahead and set up my use flags. I'll go ahead and change my profile. I use the, uh, in these, both these installs I use the GNOME profile. Go ahead and change my profile. Uh, then I'll go ahead and uh, rebuild the entire system. First thing I'll do is I'll go ahead and rebuild the kernel. Then I'll go ahead and rebuild the tool train and go ahead and upgrade GCC and uh, libtool and the whole uh, tool chain. Go ahead and get that all updated to the latest. And I go ahead and use the latest portage. I go ahead, I use the, um, the portage that is mass. So I'll go ahead and unmask the latest portage. I'll go ahead and install the latest portage. I found the latest portage gives me a lot more information. And it's a lot easier for me personally to go ahead and figure out all the blocks and everything that I run into. Because you're going to run into some blocks. Um, and what I'll do is when I run into these blocks, I'll go ahead. It'll be a whole list of them. There might be 20 or 30 blocks there. And it's very confusing just looking at it. But what I'll do is I'll just isolate it to each individual package. So I'll go ahead and just try to install each individual package. Now you don't want to just do an emerge that package. You want to do an emerge and then just one shot the package. That's being so that not all these packages that you're playing around, playing around with don't end up on your world file. The only package that basically that I'll install is I just do emerge GNOME. That's it. And I'll make sure that it's uh, when I see, when it says emerge gnome, it says it's going to be gnome 3.2. So, like I said, I'll go ahead and update the entire tool chain. I'll go ahead and then up get the whole system updated. Then I go ahead and I install the gnome 3.2. And when I do emerge gnome, there's going to be all kind of blockers and all kind of different stuff. And what I did was there are some in the overlay. 
there's a status page that uh, inside the overlay, there's a status that gives you a pretty good idea of all the packages that are involved. I'll provide a link to that also. But what I did was I just, because like I said, it's almost like a moving target, is that what I did was I just did it package by package. So this list that I'm going to give you is is the one current for today, which is uh, Thursday, the 20th of October. Then once I... Once I got it, once I got it installed, then there's a whole, I got a whole bunch of links I'll go over here in a little bit that goes by all the different tricks and tricks and stuff that I ran across during my playing around with GNOME 3.2. What I found out is it's actually uh, pretty nice to work with. It's, uh, you got to get used to all the different, all the keyboard shortcuts and mouse gestures and all that is completely different. So you pretty much have to just go ahead and use it daily. I haven't been using it daily, so I'm not very proficient with it. But I'm getting a little more used to it. And uh, I'm starting to like it a little bit more. And Well, in fact, I'm starting to like it a whole lot more than I did the initial time when it was all laggy and buggy and I didn't like it at all here six months ago. But right now, it's very usable. And I think if I stuck with it, I could actually use it pretty good. I am so used to this open box, and it's so... It's so easy for me to use, and and I don't know. I, I'm just harder for me to relearn stuff. And why should I go through all the trouble when I got something that works really nice? I got eight desktops on this open box. I can keyboard. I can run through all the desktops. I can I can launch all my applications. I can do just about anything I want to on this thing, and pretty fast. So uh, this is my daily grinder, and uh, the GNOME 3 is just something I'm just kind of playing around with. Now that first box. That I installed it on, like I said, was a fresh install, and uh, that worked out pretty good, but it did take some time for me figuring out all these blocks and everything. So I basically would be on this open box here, this box, and the other box I would SSH into it, and then I would do it at my leisure because I do a little bit each day. You know, I do uh, however until I got bored with it. You know, I wasn't like rushed. I had to have it installed that day. So it took me a couple days to get it all completely installed. And I had some breakages too. I had, uh, I had some, um, I had some uh, packages that wouldn't install. And there's uh, a few patches running around to uh, go ahead and enable them to get installed. What I did was I do a search on Bugzilla and the package that won't install, I'll go ahead and put all a search. I'll put all A-L-L in capital letters first, space, and then the package name. What that does is it brings up all the bugs that were ever on that package. Now, I don't know ever, but it goes back pretty good ways. And I go down to all the way down to the end because a lot of times the bugs is fixed because somebody submitted a, pack, uh, a patch, but it's not in the overlay yet or it's not on the Gen 2 Portage. It's still... Um, it's still in uh, in Git, maybe. It's in Git and hasn't been applied all the way down to, you know, the portage tree yet. So, and plus, a lot of times I'm, especially with this GNOME 3.2, it's so recent that it hasn't had a chance to filter down quite yet. So, I'll go do all and then whatever the um, package name was. I know one of them that I had to uh, manually fix was uh, totem-pl-parser. Uh, and luckily there was a patch for that. So because what happens is you get one of these packages that won't install and then everything comes to a ceasing halt because all the packages behind it depend on this package and you can't get this package installed. So now you're stuck. So now you got to try to figure out. Otherwise, you just have to wait for somebody else to come up with a fix. But luckily, I haven't had to fix anything myself because it probably would have been a hard time 
I would, wouldn't have been able to do it anyhow. This actual, this actual patch that this guy did, he actually figured out all on his own. There was nobody telling him, or he didn't find it on the web or anything. I mean, he actually did it himself. So it was a very nice patch, and it got me back in the ball game again. I got going again, so then I finally got it installed. Now I installed that on my that system uh, that was from uh, a very new install, and those are actually easier. If you're going to install GNOME 3.2 I would suggest if you have a box that's halfway decent, halfway kind of fast, then maybe you want to try it on there first before you go ahead and install it on your running desktop now. It won't be too much longer, and I think uh, Tetramino is going to get most of the packages going ahead and incorporate them into the portage tree and the arch, and you'll be able to go ahead and install it without even uh, fooling around with the overlay. But it might take him a little while because it's a, it's a lot of stuff going through. It's all completely new stuff. You're going from GTK2 to GTK3. And I don't know what all that entails, but it's not, it's not simple. And there's a whole bunch of different stuff, uh, different APIs that have changed along the way. And you're different linking to different libraries and such and such and such and such. So... The other one I went ahead and installed it on because uh, that one, that box that I said was like my kind of testing box and everything, I don't have it hooked up all the time. Basically, I just installed it, went and tested it, and uh, it's just sitting over here in the closet again. But I went ahead, since I figured I could install it, installed it on my other box. Now, in my this, this open box here that I use daily is in my bedroom. And in the living room, I have another box that used to be my daily box, but it got converted uh, to my living room box. <laughs> and it's um, it has uh, it has open box on it too, pretty much set up the same way as this one was. But I wasn't too worried about breaking anything on it because I had this box back working again since I got the power supply fixed. I always kind of keep one backup uh, box just in case uh, something completely happens to the one that I've, I'm on. Because it's got all my different passwords, it's got all my SSH keys, it's got blah, 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 blah. There's a whole bunch of stuff I've accumulated over time that I would hate to have to go do all over again. So I kind of keep two boxes kind of in about the same state. And when I update this box, I go ahead and update that box. Now I'm updating that box and I'm running layman on it because I got to, you know, update the uh, GNOME uh, overlay. Now that box actually is, a, I've had it for a while and it had GNOME 2.4 on it. So it's gone from GNOME 2.24 to 2.6 to 2.8 to 2.30 uh, to now all the way up to GNOME 0.3.2. And uh, gosh, so that thing has been around for a while. I don't know how many years I've had it, probably. I don't know. You have to go back to whenever GNOME 2.4 was. The reason I know that GNOME 2.4 was on there was I happened to find one old theme that had that mentioned there. Now, uh, and then when I started thinking about it, I was like, well, yeah, I do. I remember I had that that box, you know, back that, that long ago. So I did. I should have, but I didn't. I should have gone ahead and just removed all of the folders, the known folders, uh, and just started scratch from scratch. But I didn't. I had to del delete some files, and that because it was messing up GNOME 3, you know, going from GNOME 2 to GNOME 3. But most of them, I guess, are compatible. So 
Now that box was I had more of a hard time installing GNOME 3.2 on, just because it has a whole bunch more packages on it, and I ran into a lot more blockers and a lot more packages that didn't want to install. And I it took me a while. A lot of times, what I'll do is I'll just use keep going, and I'll just keep going, keep going, and then I'll just I'll just get as many packages as I can installed. Then I just keep doing it over and over and over again, and finally I get them all installed. Uh, it took a while to get it uh, to get it on there, and it's actually now it's working pretty good too. So uh, let me go ahead. I'm going to take a break, and uh, I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to go through all these links that I've accumulated, and I'll try to explain them best I can uh, what the, all these little t uh, uh, tricks and tips for a GNOME 3.2. Now, one of the first things that I did was I went ahead and customized the uh, GNOME shell. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to get rid of that kind of bland, it's kind of a cream-colored uh, theme. And I wanted to kind of trick it up a little bit with some Gen 2 type colors, which is kind of a purple, dark purple is the Gen 2 kind of color that I like. And um, I kind of used a dark purple and a light purple. And in contrast, and what I'll do is I'll go ahead and post a link to that uh, on LinuxCrazy.com, the uh, screenshot. Uh, but I kind of made a uh, mistake is that the I customized the um, stock theme, which is Ottawa. And I actually should have taken that and actually and copied it and went ahead and created a new theme and gone ahead and, um, you know, made a name for it and, and all that. But I didn't. I just went ahead and edited the theme, played around with it, and uh, lo and behold, when I went ahead and updated, naturally I lost that theme. But it's pretty easy to um, it's pretty easy to edit, and um, I uh, if I used it all the time, I would go ahead and uh, create a custom theme for it. Or if I have to later on, I can create a custom theme. At least I kind of know how to do it. And like I said, uh, it takes you a little while to find some of these uh, posts on GNOME 3 because it's kind of new, but there's a lot of uh, uh, Arch users who have a pretty good uh, uh, wiki, and they have a lot of uh, tips on, uh, on GNOME 3. And then you got the Fedora people that are, uh, but theirs is a, Arch is pretty similar to Gen 2 as far as where all the configuration files are. Uh, Fedora's a little, seems to be a little bit different, but not that much. So what you do is you just edit the, uh, the default theme and uh, you just change the color values is basically all you do. And there's a few uh, different uh, uh, color values that you change. And, uh, and that's about it. Uh, like I said, I'll post a link to the blog post and you can uh, customize your, uh, your GNOME out of a theme. And the uh, next one is um, you're going to want to get the uh, GNOME uh, tweak tool. Basically, what it is is it's a little GUI that at least it offers you the um, ability to change a few different things. You can change the fonts. You can change uh, some stuffs in the shell. You can change some stuff in the interface. You can change some of the properties for the file manager, and you can change some of the uh, properties of the windows. And uh, so that's the one package you're definitely going to want to uh, install is the GNOME Tweak Tool. Another thing I found I wanted to do was to um, go ahead and uh, edit the application menu. Uh, there might be uh, an application there that uh, that's not in the menu that uh, you want to go ahead and add to it. And you can still use the uh, a la carte uh, 
a la carte menu editor. So you're going to want to make sure that you got a la carte installed, and then you can go ahead and install. Uh, you can um, edit the menus. So I'll, uh, again, like I said, I'll, I'll uh, include a link to all of these uh, how-tos. Another thing that I wanted to go ahead and do was to, uh, I created a, a little custom GNOME 3 uh, Gen 2 wallpaper. It's not official or anything like that. It's just my own little personal uh, wallpaper. And uh, in order to change anything in the GNOME desktop manager, it's a little bit uh, entailed. So basically, what you have to do is you have to launch Dbus, and then you have to uh, you uh, export the Dbus session, and you have to go ahead and type a bunch of different commands in the terminal uh, to get the the Dbus service going and the dconfig service going. Uh, in order to change settings, and then you actually enter this command. Once you get, once you run forward slash user for for Gen two forward slash user forward slash lib exec forward slash dconfig dash service and then you can go ahead and um, change the uh, background, and you. Um, you enter this setting, you enter this command, G settings back in dconfig set, G setting set, org dot, org gnome desktop dot background picture. You are a long, long um, commands in a terminal in order just to change the uh, gnome desktop manager background. But I'll, uh, I'll provide all those. Uh, in fact, I'll go ahead. It's in the screenshot if you want to check out the screenshot. It's in the gnome3-busy.ping screenshot that I have up on linuxcrazy.com. And if you look on the right-hand side under the uh, terminal, inside that terminal you'll see all the, um, the commands that I entered in order to change the uh, you know, GNOME uh, desktop manager for GNOME 3, the background. Uh, the next thing I'll talk about is, uh, is uh, GNOME extensions. If you want to add anything up into the panel, or basically, I guess there's extensions for a lot of different stuff. You can have uh, desktop app, uh, um, desktop icons, or, or the little programs. You make them all, and, that, and they're calling them extensions. So one of the extensions that you can actually uh, create is a extension for a weather uh, extension. So where you up in the panel, you'll have the current weather and the forecast and all that. And uh, so you go ahead and you make your own little uh, extension. So there's a bunch of ex there's ex extensions, and there's going to be a whole bunch more people are going to be creating and everything. But basically, that's what the GNOME, the GNOME extensions are for. And I'll provide a link to uh, one of the little how-tos that shows you exactly how to create the weather extension. And another thing that's mandatory for you to have is the uh, cheat sheet, the uh, GNOME shell uh, cheat sheet. Uh, basically, one of the most common used keyboard combinations in uh, GNOME 3 is if you ever want to uh, search for anything, the search function works absolutely fantastic. So if you ever want to search for anything, all you do is you press the good old Windows key, and then you just type in what you want. So let's say I wanted to start a terminal. I just hit the Windows key, and then I'll type in T-E-R, and before I even get the R type, terminal icon pops up, and I just tap on that and I open up the terminal. Same like let's say you're opening Firefox. So you'd hit the Windows key, F-I-R, and bam, the the Firefox icon will pop up and you uh, go ahead and hit that and you open Firefox. So 
like I said, the Gnome Three is pretty. It's got some pretty good. Uh, it's got some pretty good stuff about it. It's just uh, going ahead and spending enough time and getting used to using it on a daily basis. All right. Uh, I've had a lot of fun here installing GNOME 3.2, and uh, if you have any questions, just stop by uh, LennisCrazy.com, and I'll try to help you out best I can. And, uh, all right, thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.